0: my son, our executive pastor, he said, dad, I can remember the day you called me into your office and said, you know, Daniel, I want to be more intentional with this, you know, and it kind of all birthed right there. And it was, like I said, a few years before COVID and we did, we became more intentional with uh, casting vision and Mm -hmm. communicating that vision and how can we do it consistently, creatively, you know, and uh, with compassion. And um, so, yeah, we did. We we said, okay, how how do we pass down the culture? How do we how do we pass down the vision? Have you
1: enjoyed listening to the Incredible Paul podcast? Are you looking for a way to support it, or maybe you just want some swag? Check out the Incredible Paul store today. We have shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, stickers, and so much more. Go to ed dot org, and click on the store link. Or go to the link in my socials bio and click on the Incredipaul shop. Looking forward to seeing your Incredipaul look. Turn this up! Turn this up! Your professional development is one of the keys to your career success. When you combine your desire to grow with actionable steps, your journey to success becomes an incredible reality. Hi, I'm Paul Faranbi and welcome to Incredible paul Leadership, where we learn how to become the most incredible versions of ourselves by learning from each other. Today, I have the honor of having Pastor David Blood, who is the founder and senior pastor of Church on a Rock in St. Peter's, Missouri. He and his wife, Kim, pastor a church of thousands of members around the world. Pastor Blunt, insights into God's word, challenge and inspire believers to grow in their relationship with God and their service to others. So, Pastor, I briefly introduce you. How about you introduce yourself?
0: Yeah. Well, um, as you said, we came to uh, St. Peter's 40 years ago and uh, met met with 35 people in the St. Peter's library and launched Church on the Rock. And so we've been here now for 40 years. Uh, Kim, my wife, and I, we, we've been married 50 years. And uh, we have uh, two wonderful sons. One is married. I think you interviewed him before, Daniel. And uh, they've given me three great grandchildren, which are, is awesome. And uh, that's a little bit about us. I guess we came from Iowa. We grew up together, Kim and I. And uh, it's been a wonderful journey so far.
1: That is absolutely amazing. The legacy of Church on the Rock for 40 years. 40 years is tremendous. I remember when my family first came back in 1998. So it's been about 25 years for my family, but you've been doing it for 15 years before that. It is absolutely remarkable. Church on the Rock has done amazing things. Looking back 40 years ago, is the vision for or picture you have for Church on the Rock, is it the same you had 40 years ago or has it changed as far as what Church on the Rock looks like today?
0: Well, you know, Paul, I would have to say this is the vision. This is the picture we had of, of 40 years ago. We we had saw when we were in college, we had saw a church in Minneapolis and we said, wow, this is what we see us leading someday, a church like this. And uh, I guess that kind of spawned the vision and the clarity. And uh, yeah, so from the very beginning, this is what we envisioned and, um, and it's been awesome to see it come to pass.
1: That is really incredible. You were able to have that picture 40 years ago and see it come to pass today this year celebrating 40 years to see it come to fruition remarkable you have a lot of ways you're able to interact with your congregation or people who are part of church on the rock specifically with your members or volunteers which from sunday services to wednesday services different series kingdom builder podcast leadership lifter podcast backstage podcast So how are you able to organize all these things and what does that process look like for you?
0: Well, you know, Paul, really, I have to give credit to the team around me. It's those incredible folks that I get to work with that make it possible, you know, to have those different venues and different outreaches because without teamwork, the dream work won't work, right? We've got to have that right team. And so I really give credit to all of them because without them, couldn't do what we're doing, all these venues. I'm very thankful.
1: Teamwork makes a dream work. I love it. I, I definitely sense a, a lot of intentionality in, in the power phrases and the, the vision and mission behind a church on the rock. Um, at what point, and maybe it, it always was going on with the, the staff and with your team, but I feel more so with the, the volunteers. I can definitely feel it more. At at what point did you start to introduce or be more intentional casting that vision, mission, and those power phrases with the volunteers?
0: Boy, Paul, that is a great question because, you know, really, um, that made all the difference for us as we were going through COVID. You know, we we actually um, probably about, Four years, three years before COVID happened, um, we started being more intentional. Like you said, we did. Uh, After all those years, vision has always been big. Dream has always been big. But um, seriously, Daniel even talks about it. Uh, My son, our executive pastor, he said, Dad, I can remember the day you called me into your office and said, you know, Daniel, I want to be more intentional with this, you know, and it kind of all birthed right there. And it was, like I said, a few years before COVID and we did, we became more intentional with uh, casting vision and uh, communicating that vision and how can we do it consistently, creatively, you know, and uh, with compassion. And um, so, yeah, we did. We, we said, okay, how, how do we pass down the culture? How do we, how do we pass down the vision? And so, as you know, it's all over the walls and the hallways and, uh, the classrooms and the building and the campus and those power phrases uh, are part of that culture, casting, keeping it before our team and before the people is so important. So, yeah, it's interesting. You caught that, Paul. You saw that, that we have become more, more intentional doing that. It's made a big difference, made a big difference.
1: Yes, I, I definitely agree. And I know that's something you teach us all the time, every week. Um, all, everyone who's, who's watching or, or listening, if you're not tapped into Church on the Rock or Pastor David Blunt, you're, you're missing out the, the <laughs> gems and the nuggets of wisdom. You would pay thousands, if not tens of thousands, to get this every week. So I, I'm just thankful to be a part of the, the church and continue to, to grow and learn and it's, it's phenomenal. So I just want to say thank you. thank you for that. Are you a STEM student? Do you have questions about life after undergrad? Are you not sure what professional development really means? Or maybe you just want to meet some incredible people and ask questions to someone who's been in your shoes before. The Incredible student community is for college students who want some help navigating through college, finding their way into grad school, a career, or even starting a business. We will meet once a month for an hour each time. You can reach out with questions at any time through a special group of people you know are serious about their growth as a student leading into a professional. Go to incredible.org slash community to learn more about this. You can also go to my about page, incredible.org slash about to learn more about me. Join me in becoming the most incredible student you can
0: It's an honor, Paul. I just, I appreciate you so much and what you're doing and having that attitude of a lifelong learner. Boy, that's important, isn't it? That mindset of growth. Who, 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 who impressed you? Who impacted you? Have you always had a growth mindset?
1: That that's a great question. I did not always have a growth mindset. I think looking back the transformation happened for me while I was in college, um, like as a sophomore. So you talk about that Iowa and Ames, and so I went to school at Ames, Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, so got love it, yeah, love it. yeah. So I don't know if you kind of see the banner in the top, there, yeah, like, well, <laughs> always always representing what I can. But I I think sophomore year was really where I had the transformation as an I've been my, a believer my whole life, but as software I, I kind of like um, beginning of college I kind of was not walking the walk, but sophomore has really had the transformation as far as making decision and re rededicating my life to God and going after my, my growth in spiritual as well as um, the physical side and the mental side as well. So I would say who modeled that for me the best was probably my, my dad. Uh, so he's, wow. he's an engineer, uh, but he also does a lot of stuff with emotional intelligence and project management. So he, he teaches a lot. So his background has been engineering, but now he's more so in the teaching and speaking realm. And so he always instilled in me with me and all of my three younger siblings about, being a person of integrity, doing what you say you're going to do at all times. And so I just, I would just say it was God that kind of brought me back to that my sophomore year, trying to think about full-time employment, internships, all that stuff. So I was more intentional about, um, I wasn't reading as much because just to be honest, when you're in college, you're reading a lot of other stuff and that was the, the first thing I wanted to do. But I was more intentional about uh, being, going to conferences and being in the room of people who are growth-minded.
0: Uh-huh. So so how did you end up in Ames, Iowa at Iowa <laughs> State? How did that happen?
1: So I ended up, it was actually the last place I applied to for college. I was, was not where I wanted <laughs> to go. It wasn't my first choice. My family had, to make a long story short, my family had moved from St. Louis to Omaha, and I was trying to get closer to the St. Louis area. So I wanted, my first thought was go to go to Missouri University of Missouri, Columbia, study the engineering there. And I, I got accepted, got a scholarship, and then applied to Iowa State. I got a better scholarship, but still didn't want to go there. But i mean, 18, what do you know? You just, you don't think about those things. But what really made the difference is I had an opportunity to do Undergraduate research during the summer before um, school started. And I was also a paid um, opportunity, and I thought, well, that's a good opportunity to get to know the campus, meet people before the fall. And so that was really the the deal breaker there. Which I you probably thought it would it should have been the fact that they were giving me more money from scholarship that I didn't have to pay anything for tuition. But it was the fact that I had the opportunity to build relationships and learn about the school early
0: on. Uh Uh-huh. Well, as you know, we were were there in 1978 and 1979. That's where Daniel was born, my son, our executive. And we were youth pastors at a church there. And we had a campus ministry on the campus of Iowa State. We were two of the best years of our life. Two of the best years of our life. We loved Dames. We loved the university. We love the church. Uh, Out of that youth group came a lot of full-time guys became full-time ministers. And we used to go down to the campus uh, every Friday night and uh, do street witnessing with our youth group and pass out track. This sink, you weren't even thought about back then, Paul. But I can can connect with you on Iowa State. I have a this is a warm spot
1: yes yes it, it's definitely grown on me and i go back at least once a year <laughs> uh to to talk yeah. to classes about my experiences in engineering and just to to give back and this is a lot of stuff i i've done over the years with them so god was definitely directing me where i needed <laughs> to go i know you also have a podcast uh, the leadership Lifters, along with the backstage podcast but I wanted to dive in something you had talked about a couple weeks ago, as far as questions to ask a mentor, as far as how, how to grow and develop. And so I have a couple of them pulled up in front of me. And I, I just kind of to set the stage for the question, with 40 years of ministry, 50 years of marriage, and just life happening, how, how do you go about overcoming obstacles? I'm sure some obstacles have come along along the way.
0: Well, what a great question, Paul. And uh, obstacles are a part of life, right? For all of us, you know, we have obstacles, opportunities come our way every day. And uh, it's so important how we respond. You know, Mm. it happens to all of us. I can't really, you know, what happens to me, I can't really change, but how I respond to it. I can, I have control of that. Yes, and, um, yes. you know, we have a guest coming up in our marketplace ministry. Um, Dan Gable, you know, mm-hmm. who was uh, Olympian in 1972 wrestling. And then he was the most winningest uh, college coach for wrestling in history. And he's yes. going to be with us in a couple of weeks. And his whole life, you know, what really made him who he became in wrestling was tragedies that happened in his family. His, mm-hmm. his uh, sister actually got raped and murdered by a neighborhood boy in their, in their neighborhood. And out mm-hmm. of that came his um, mindset, you know, of being a winner and that fighting mind, mm-hmm. mindset and rising up above obstacles. He's got an incredible story. Coach wow. Dean Gable. I can't wait for him in a couple of weeks at our marketplace ministry. But got I, I think, you know, obstacles happen to all of us. They're part of life. You know, Ryan holiday wrote the book obstacle in the way Ryan holiday obstacle in the way, which is a great book, great resource. Um, And so they happen. But how I respond to it determines, you know, if it develops me or if it defeats me. So um, perspective is everything. I talk about mentors, Um, a mentor in my life. I asked years ago, I said, what's the key to success? And he said one word perspective. I didn't get it. I was about 35, 36 when he told me this. I didn't, I said, perspective. Come on, give okay. me six points, seven laws, you know, three, yeah, three steps. Yeah. And he said, <laughs> perspective is the key to success in life. Mm. And you know what? I've come to believe he's right. You know, is it an obstacle or an opportunity? And um, they come to all of us. I think, um, I think how we respond to it is how strong we are on the inside,
1: mm-hmm. how strong
0: our spirit is, the strength of our spirit. I've got to throw a scripture in, Paul. Yes. In the Proverbs 24.10, it says, In the day of adversity, if you faint, your strength is small. So the strength of my spirit and my mindset determines if I overcome the obstacle or if it overcomes me.
1: Wow, <laughs> that that is remarkable. Just what you talk about with the perspective, and what, what you said—if it—if you—if it defeats you, or can you? Well, either you it defeats you, or you're able to to go further and overcome it. Yeah, that is.
0: Is is it going to defeat me, me or develop me? That is was it going to destroy awesome. me or is it going to, you know, prune me and polish me for mm. the for promotion in my life? You know, is- um, Lee Cockrell, we had at our marketplace a few years ago, and he was the CEO of Disney World. OK, he's retired now. And I asked him one time when he was here, I said, Lee, what was your hiring process for the top people around you? And he said, I wanted to know the adversities they went through and how they overcame them. Wow. He said that was more important to me. This is what Lee Cockrell said, former CEO of Disney World. He said that was more important to me than their education. That was more important to me than anything else was. I wanted to know the adversities that they went through and how they overcame them.
1: That is incredible that out of everything that you could ask as far as interviewing, like your skills, what you've done in the past, but to focus in on how you're overcoming adversity, because like, as you mentioned, obstacles are gonna come, it's <laughs> it's a fact of life. Yeah. If you're not facing the obstacles, you've asked the question, are you really living life to the fullest?
0: That's good.
1: Man, I love that. I love that. So going deeper into the, another question that you pose as far as what to ask mentor. So just taking a page out of your book is what, what are your habits? How are you able to continue to, to grow and develop?
0: That's a great question, uh, Paul. Really, you know, habits, you've heard it. They make us or they break us. Mm -hmm. Good habits or bad habits. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, success is just a, you know, a a conglomerate of good habits, the right Mm -hmm. habits. So I like to say what takes me from where I'm at to where I want to be is my habits. You know, somebody said, I like this. I said, your future is hidden in your daily routine. Mm hmm. Your future is hidden in your daily routine. So, you know, it's all about the process, isn't it? Even more than the goals, you know, because without the process, we can't achieve the goals. So once we set our goals, then we have to set in place the process that's going to take me to those goals. Wow. And I've got to enjoy the process. And so, um, like you said, that process is a part of those habits. And another resource that we had our staff read and we just had, as you know, 12 interns for the summer yes. from all over the country and Puerto Rico. Yeah. I gave them the book to read and do a report on was Atomic Habits, Atomic yes. Habits. as a great book on habits, how to get rid of bad ones, how to start good ones, the power of a habit. I think that book is the best book I've ever read on habits.
1: Are you wondering what's next? As everything you tried failed, or maybe you just feel stuck, then coaching might be right for you. The coaching relationship is a relationship totally centered on you. If you're tired of running on the hamster wheel of life and want to start to see results, reach out to Incredipal for help. So what are you waiting for? Go to Incredipal.org coaching. I-N-C-R-E-D-I-P-A-U-L dot org coaching. Or at I am incredible on all my socials. Or you can click the link in the bio for your free coaching session. I wanna make sure you become the most incredible version of yourself. Yes. No, that book I, I love that book. I know you, you you've talked about that book a few times by, by James Clear. But I really like how it, it talks about the, the priming aspect of ad of habits and really <laughs> setting yourself up to make sure that you're doing the habits you want to do or not doing what you don't want to do as far as the the replacement of habits as well. Because when you have a habit that you want to get rid of, you need to replace it with something else because that empty void gets filled with something and it might be something you don't want. It might be worse off than the habit you had before. Yeah,
0: yeah, so good.
1: I love that. But speaking of books and resources, I know that you've written several books and not only that, you have a new book coming out this fall. I'm really excited about, God is for you. Can you tell us more about that book and what inspired you to write it?
0: Well, thank you, Paul. You know, um, my publisher, uh, seriously, uh, has tried to get me to write this book for 20 years. We've been good friends for 40 years. I'm a publisher. Yeah. And he's been trying to get me to write this book. And I just kept, put it off, put it off. No, 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 no. And uh, we've been we've been working on it for a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so about a year ago, I said, I felt like it's time to do it. And it being a, a legacy book. Uh, um, and for it to come out with our 40-year anniversary at Church on the Rock at the same time. Sucks so we were intentional. So um, that's kind of been, you know, my theme, uh, these 40 years, Um, 40 years ago, uh, seriously, the first few months with 35 people, I started a daily, daily TV program, 30 minutes a day, five days a week, didn't know what I was getting myself into. Oh Wow, it was on cable. So it wasn't real expensive. Yeah. And so um, but I started way back then, Paul, at 39 years ago with the daily TV program. I'd always end it with God is for you. Yeah. So it's kind of been our theme for these 40 years. Yeah. God is for you. And uh, so the book was just written out of that's been our mission is to let mm-hmm. people know that God is for them, help them discover his purpose for their life. Yes. And um, the book is all about. My story, our family, um, and, and how I got the revelation that God was for me. He wasn't yeah. mad at me. He wasn't yeah. against me. He yes. hadn't left me. He hadn't abandoned me. You know, yeah. a lot of people have the wrong picture of God. Yeah. So hopefully this book, um, all the endorsements that we have so far, we have about 12 of my good friends doing endorsements wow. on it, and they don't know what each other's saying. But most of them are saying, this is a great book for uh, a believer and a non-believer. Wow. And I thought that was awesome that yes. they, when they read it, they thought, man, this is good for if you're if you're in the community of Christianity or if you don't know God and maybe you want to know God, it's mm-hmm. a great tool to share with somebody. So yes. it's all about helping people know that God is not against them. God is not mad at them. God is not angry at them, that God loves them. God has a plan for their life, and God is for them.
1: That is incredible. That I, I am speechless. I am so looking forward to the book coming out. I don't know if there's a specific date set yet as far as you can share or if that's still being worked out.
0: Well, you can pre-order it now. Go to our website, cotr.org, pre-order it now. Um, But it actually will be uh, uh, in the physical form of people can get. Actually, on our Sunday in November, when we celebrate our 40th anniversary.
1: 40 years in November, yes. In November. I I love how intentional you are with everything that you do with with the the book with the 40 years of legacy of church on the rock as well as even for for small groups we're also talking about god is for you and that was being a, a small group coach knew that that was coming really since last year so the intentionality is i think it's unmatched from Anywhere I, I've seen with different conferences or books I've read, it's it is remarkable.
0: Thank you, Paul. I appreciate that so much. You know, I, I want to make every day count. You know, life is precious. Life is a gift. I, I don't want to waste it. You know, I want to make the most of it. And and uh, so we try to we try to be intentional. You know, that yeah. purpose driven life try to do
1: yes. that yeah <laughs> that is that is so good so with being in intentional and with the, the 40 years of legacy at, at church on the rock what is something that you're looking forward to or looking ahead because i know you have a vision you always are looking forward as a good leader is as far as what is what's is next for church on the rock which is for me is kind of hard to say because there's already so much going on at church on the rock with church on uh, COTS español being on television here locally as well as in Latin America now church on the rock about to go uh, maybe already live in Sweden as well uh, metaverse church Uh, But yeah, that so for those who are not part of the rock, there's so much going on already. So just to put that in perspective for this question as far as what do you feel like is or what is God leading to you next and what is next for Church on the Rock?
0: Great question. You know, Paul, we um, uh, we just want to, first of all, uh, get better at what we're already doing. Constantly have that mindset of each week, you know, we, we do AAR reports, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we have all of our team, all the departments do an AAR report, you know, after the activity report. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got that from the Navy SEALs. And oh, so wow. um, we, we talk about what we did right and we talk about what we did wrong and we talk mm-hmm. about how we're going to improve it. We mm-hmm. do that every week uh, on the service. Children's ministry, nursery, outreaches, Espanol, television. Uh, We're constantly the attitude of improving. So we're going to constantly continue to do that, but yet be creative, like you said, with the metaverse. We have VR, virtual reality, um, our our national TV program. Like you said, uh, we're on uh, nationally through uh, GEB out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Then we're on locally here. We're on in Puerto Rico. Uh, like you said, we just went on in Sweden. Um, but also, you'll like this. We just went on in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, Every wow. Sunday morning in Des Moines, Iowa. We just went on in That's Palm right. Springs and the local uh, Fox network. So wow. we're continuing to go, you know, use technology with the metaverse, with virtual reality, with television, with our live streaming, the services, um, with uh, all of that. But at the same time, you know, building strong families. Um, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I really believe, you know, our church is to be tri-generational and I get mm-hmm. that from the Bible where it talks about Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. So I think our church, if we want to keep moving forward and passing the baton, uh, that every age group is important and that we need, we need all three generations and how can we improve? How can we reach? How can we minister? How can we help uh, all three generations? Now, Paul, we have an analytic company that does analytics for us monthly. They do analytics for us. So we know every month how many people come to church on the rock by their smartphone when they walk on the campus it lights up on this uh, for this company to let us know as well when people check in through giving or their children or their nursery or their or the youth but also we know the age group we know where they shop we know the clothes they buy the grocery stores they go to the movies they go to so it gives us analytics every month of how can we get better at serving mm-hmm. helping reaching more people for example um, one of our team came to me this week and said pastor um, Millennials want help right now with their career They really want help with their career mm-hmm. so see that's why we have the marketplace ministry Yes, and we're doing a life surge here uh, big 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 uh, whatever you want to call it um, <laughs> campaign with all those speakers Yes. Uh, to help with career, you know. So we're doing all things. This same thing, that's happening, life surge. It's not only on a Saturday, but after that, they set up small groups, and they oh, do wow. mentoring uh, for one whole year. Wow! So I, I use that illustration: is we want to we want to use every means we can to reach as many people as we can um, who connect with our mission, yes. who connect with our values who connect with our heart. And, uh, you know, we just bought more property locally. You know, there's a subdivision. We just bought another house. Uh, We're continuing to buy properties around here. We're continuing to upgrade the campus. Um, So I could go on all day, Paul, about where we're going. But we wanna wanna pour into the next generation. I really believe, you know, that it's important. We just lost our internship program. We're going to be doing that every summer. Uh, We're getting ready to go to Puerto Rico here in about three weeks. You know, we do a yearly conference there, and uh, uh, we take a part of the team from our church and other churches. And there's over 250 churches represented that we go yearly, training leaders for the island of Puerto. Yes, it never stops. It's exciting.
1: That that's really exciting. Now you're talking about the awaken conference, correct? Right. Yeah. Awaken. That yeah.
0: Is we sponsor that every year and uh, send a team from the church and then also other churches and they all come together <laughs> and uh, hundreds of church leaders from Puerto Rico come to that. So we get to we get the privilege to impact that whole island with the good news.
1: That's that's phenomenal. I love that. So, yeah, that's so much stuff for happening at Church on the Rock. And it's amazing. So I know, I know what you said at the beginning of the summer, there wasn't going to be a summer slump. It's going to be a summer jump. And it definitely has been through all the stuff that's, that's been going on at Church on the Rock and all the stuff that is coming as well. It's, it is it's so great.
0: So, so Paul, you're a small group coach? Yes, sir. That's Awesome. I'm excited, that's starting up here in a few weeks.
1: Yes, yeah, starting up in, in, a, in a few weeks, I think September 17th is yeah. the, first, the first day for that. So getting geared up, um, recruiting different people to lead small groups. I'm actually, I'm gonna be leading a small group in addition to coaching as well. So that's awesome.
0: There. It's gonna be Thank great. you so much for doing that. You know, you're impacting, You're you're making a difference, aren't you, Paul?
1: Yes, you gave me the opportunity, you gave the, the, us as leaders an opportunity to impact and really to share the the message and hope of Church on the Rock, because I know from what you were saying and from what the numbers just said, that a lot of people who join small groups are not a part of Church on the Rock, but they get yeah. tapped in from that. So I think it's an amazing outreach. Wow.
0: It's awesome. And then, you know, Paul, we have Celebrate Recovery, you know, that ministry that meets every Thursday night. And then they have small groups for teenagers all the way up to seniors all through the week. And it's amazing, you know, how that ministry has helped so many people, especially after COVID, you know, with the emotional, you talked about your father with emotional teaching on emotional intelligence and whatever. Um, there's so many people who need help right now emotionally. And mm-hmm. Celebrate Recovery is just exploding. And then uh, I didn't know if you knew, you know, we launched again our prison ministry. Oh, and we, really? we had a large prison ministry locally. Yeah. But when COVID happened, we couldn't go in. Well, here about two months ago, they let us come back in. And wow. we're reaching more people in prison now than we ever have
1: locally. Wow. Yeah, I, I was not aware of that. That yeah. is that's amazing. I'm that's happy to so hear awesome. that. So what, I, what
0: what I, books oh, Paul? What books have you read that one or two books that's really impacted your life?
1: Yes, the the first one that comes to mind is the the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I know you you've talked about it a few times, mm-hmm. but really I think whether you you feel like you're a leader or not it is absolutely necessary to begin with the end in mind i talk about that just to make sure that when you're doing something you have a goal or where you want it to go having that vision as a leader is absolutely critical and then i think other step four or step five i can't remember thinking win-win because if you're thinking lose-win or win-lose i think for whatever reason i think us as Christians have a tendency to think lose-win is good, as far as we think we're being humble or putting ourselves lower, but uh, you're you're not living up to your potential and where God wants you to be and just to allow someone else to win and yourself are losing the process. But having that win-win mentality is what you need to have. I think that's critical.
0: That's so good. I love that win-win, that's so good. Thank you.
1: Thank you. And then pretty much, um, anything by, by John Maxwell, I know you, uh, John is a friend of yours and mm-hmm. I'm, i I'm, act- I'm also a Maxwell leadership certified speaker and coach. Right. And so, yeah. And so, uh, whether it's the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership from the, the law of the lid to law of navigation, all the different laws to what I tell people is if, if you're uh, early on in your leadership journey, to read "Developing the Leader Within You 2.0, because he rewrote that, and I think it 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 just it really walks you through step by step as far as even and the chapters really build upon each other. Which the first one we've been talking about being intentional, um, and that's really the, the first chapter about that, and then going to self awareness and um, your character leading from within and the hardest person to lead is yourself. And before you can lead others, you need to lead yourself.
0: Wow. Paul, I didn't know that, you know, I had all the interns read, develop the leader within by John oh. Maxwell. It was a requirement for, um, years ago, you know, I had a mentor of mine who lived in San Diego, Hmm. When uh, John Maxwell was pastoring a church, a Wesleyan church in San Diego, and this friend of mine who was a mentor who lived in San Diego said, uh, "You've got to meet John Maxwell. You you two guys got to get together." So yeah. I went out and bought his book, "Developing the Leader Within," the first one. I, yeah. I still have it, hardback. Yes. And um, and we were in Branson, um, and a vacation, Missouri, and. The boys were real small. I can still remember talking about life changing moments. I can still remember sitting around the pool, reading that book on developing the leader within mm-hmm. absolutely changed my life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely made it was a turning point in my life. Yeah, and I'm out sure. of that, then, you know, you've heard me tell the story of how I saw him in Kansas City, went to San Diego to just see him. And he's been to our church. He's been to our marketplace ministry, spoke for me. And uh, what amazing ministry he has. And I'm so glad that you're one of the coaches. I didn't know that. That's awesome.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's it, it's just to be in that community. And really, it all started from Church on the Rock with the the growth and development that I was able to have from when I was five years old in Kids on the Rock to now, like back then for me saying, being in the in the, <laughs> the big kids service um, on Sunday mornings or, yeah. So it's just continuing wow. to, to learn and grow, but also to apply what you wow. share about as well. And to be a doer of the word and to read God's word, it's really easy to, to sit back And just because you there's a lot you share a lot of amazing things that can be applied, but it's kind of like um, the the dead sea that if I just keep taking it and keep taking it in, eventually it it just will cause me to be oversaturated. And if I don't give it out and give out of the, the cup that's being poured in, then that brings much more life and more development. So I'm just gr- grateful and thankful uh, for your ministry, what you and Pastor Kim have been able to build over the last forty years, and to continue to to grow and to look forward. So, because I've been able to go to different churches over the last several years, and um, every time I go to a different church, I always said that nothing compares to church on the run.
0: Thank you, Paul. That means a lot. Appreciate that.
1: Well, we are almost out of time, but is there anything that you haven't talked about yet or about you or about Church on the Rock that you want people to know?
0: You know, I don't think so, Paul, other than, you know, we've already covered it. We just want everybody to know that God's a good God. God has a plan for their life. God is for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's the big idea of the day, I believe, for me
1: yes absolutely remember that god is for you i love that but i want to make sure people know how to connect with you as well as church on the rock i know we, we talked about it a little bit earlier if you can share the different ways that they can connect and i'll make sure for those who are listening you'll hear it. it'll be in the show notes on youtube you'll see it come across the screen
0: Thank you, Paul. Basically real simple. They just go to God is for you experience on YouTube and there they can discover a, a lot of the things that we're doing. Appreciate oh God. it. God.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, for, for those who are listening or watching, if you're just listening, you should, should watch as well. It's a, it's a lot better experience to watch, but I hope you learned a lot from pastor's story from where he started as a youth pastor in Ames, Iowa, was there a couple of years, had the vision for Church on the Rock. And I still think it's it's remarkable that you were able to see this vision 40 years ago and it's come come to fruition now and learn about overcoming obstacles, developing the right habits, just the the importance of connecting with the right people. And we didn't necessarily talk about it explicitly, but we uh, we discuss it as far as the, the words that you say and what you're thinking about yourself is really key as well.
0: So true. So true. We gave a lot of resources too, didn't we, Paul?
1: Yes, there are a, a lot of resources and <laughs> I'll make sure all of those are linked in as well. But Pastor, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being on the incredible Leadership You shared a lot of information about how to grow as a leader, what you've done as a leader so far. I know there's several parallels to what you do in the church, to what people do in the business realm, from what you were talking about, the after-action reports that you learned from the Navy SEALs and continue to grow and develop. It's phenomenal. There's a lot of gems that people can take from this. I hope they got them.
0: Thank you so much, Paul.
1: All right. Thank you. And for everyone else, keep being incredible. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll see you here next time. And be incredible. Incredible. incredible.